Let's finish up our running backs preview part two right now on Fantasy Football Today in five. I'm Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg. All right, so Jamie, we did part one yesterday. This is part two. And on the full-length show, we talked about really everything but the top five or six running backs. But uh, when you look at starting with, say, the Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Antonio Gibson group, through the next round or two, right, the Chris Carson, Josh Jacobs, Miles Gaskin group, um, how many of those running backs do you typically have on your team? Do you just maybe one? Like, let's say you take a running back in the first round and, and then you take one more and then you wait a while or like, how do you approach it with that group? Most likely it's just one of those guys, um, you know, unless I'm picking in the front end of the, the top of the first round and two of them are available back end of the second beginning part of the third of the first group of guys that you mentioned, you know, so in the rare instance when the Colts injuries first happened and Jonathan Taylor was falling pretty far in drafts or, you know, the early part of the offseason when Antonio Gibson was still available, uh, I'll throw Clyde Edwards-Alaire into that group as well. Um, you know, and and now in, in the part of the drafts where, you know, I've come around a little bit on, on David Montgomery with the three Cohen, you know, situation. So if I want to go three running backs to start my team or running back, receiver running back, I'll end up taking two of those guys in the early third. Again, if I'm picking at the early part of the first round. But for the most part, it's probably just, one of those guys uh, in totality simply because I don't like to take three running backs in a row, and typically I'm going to take a running back in the first round. Okay, you really like Miles Gaskin. We had a nice debate about Miles Gaskin. What is it that you're sold on? I think just what we saw last year in the offseason. You know, last year when he was the guy, he was the guy. You know, and, and so after week three when he took over the job from Jordan Howard, uh, every time he was out, he appeared in 10 games. He was on pace for uh, over 800 rushing yards and over 600 receiving yards. And as I told you in the full-length show, only one running back did that for the season. That was Alvin Kamara. So, you know, if you tell me he's got that type of potential, 60-plus catches as well, uh, the Dolphins told us this offseason, I think that they feel comfortable with him, the group as a whole, you know, by bringing in only Malcolm Brown. And from what I was told, uh, Malcolm Brown hasn't been doing very much in terms of, you know, as an offensive player. So uh, I think Gaskin's in line to be that guy. Brian Flores seems to like him. That's what he told Pete Prisco uh, when he was down in Miami. So, uh, I think, you know, Gaskin is going to be a breakout candidate if he can stay on the field for the majority of the season. One guy I'm not taking is Kareem Hunt. <clears throat> Looking at it today, or earlier today, you know, I didn't. I guess I didn't realize exactly the first three games of the year, he got a pretty good amount of work. Nick Chubb was healthy. He got a, Kareem Hunt got a pretty good amount of work. But in two of those three games, a lot of it came in garbage time. Week one was a blowout loss. Week three was a pretty comfortable win. And that really inflated Kareem Hunt's uh, rushing statistics and just his overall carries. And then down the stretch, you know, when, when Nick Chubb came back, he wasn't really that involved. Combined with the fact that he had only one more catch than he had... Hunt had one more catch in 2020 that he had in 2019, but he played eight more games. So his role in the passing game was not consistent at all. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why people treat him so much differently than uh, like a Jamal Williams or um, a Gus Edwards. I, I get it. He should be higher than them, but he's much higher than them. And I, I avoid him. What do you think about Kareem? Hunt? I took him in uh, first time this season, which was in round six. And I thought that was good value. You know, I think anything before that is a little bit too risky for me because I do think he's better than that group. He's better than Jamal Williams. He's better than AJ Dillon. He's better than um, Gus Edwards, you know, that, that group of guys. And again, I'm saying that assuming mm -hmm. that the starters in front of those yeah. guys are obviously healthy and playing. 
it's a different conversation if those guys are the starters on their respective teams. But he's going to play in tandem with Nick Chubb, but he's not going to maximize his value if Nick Chubb is healthy. We saw that once Chubb came back. That was the real frustrating part. It wasn't the beginning of the season. It was after the four-game absence for Chubb because in the four games that he was gone, and this is what you're buying with the hope of Cream uh, Hunt you know, becoming, in the four games that Nick Chubb was out, Cream Hunt was a must-start fantasy running back. So he's still one of the better talents at the position. He's just in an unfortunate situation because the guy in front of him is probably more talented, at least as a runner. And so, you know, you're hoping that the Browns use Kareem Hunt enough that he can still be a flex, but I think that's all he is is a flex. I do not want to draft him as a starting running back. And then we had also a nice discussion about the players after Kareem Hunt, but I think we really looked at, like, the Bucks backfield, the 49ers backfield, the Jets, the Broncos. Um, Cardinals. The Cardinals, yes. And the players that you like in that group, uh, you like Damian Harris, uh, but also, who else do you like with along with Damian Harris? Who do you look at in round maybe late six or seven or later? I like taking chances on Michael Carter and Javante Williams. You know, Carter has a clearer path to being the featured guy for the Jets. You know, so that's exciting if the Jets' offense, you know, turns things around with the, turns things around with a new regime, new quarterback. Uh, you know, and and hopefully Michael Carter is their guy. Uh, I do think Javante Williams is going to struggle a little bit, but I think by the end of the season, he could have a Jonathan Taylor-like impact to a lesser degree in terms of production, but I do think he will eventually take over that role. So those are two guys I, I, I target. And you mentioned Damian Harris. You know, he, he's a little bit more, he's a little tougher to trust in PPR versus non-PPR because you know he's not going to be involved in the passing game. But I think the Patriots are going to be among the best rushing teams in the NFL with their offensive line back. Uh, Cam Newton, I think, is going to frustrate uh, the Damian Harris fantasy manager, but I think also help because I think if there's a better Cam Newton, the passing game will be better. We know the pass, the, the pass catchers will be better. So uh, those are the guys I tend to look for. And if I start my team with one running back and then go heavy on wide receiver, throwing in a quarterback or, or a tight end in that group, uh, I have no problem with Harris as my number two guy and then taking a shot on maybe a Michael Carter or Devontae Williams as that number two guy as well. Yeah, and, and Javante Williams' his ADP is a little confusing. He might go well ahead of all of these guys, but we're just going with the Fantasy Pros ADP as of right now. It depends on your league. That might be a wide range for a guy like Javante Williams. I've seen him as early as round five. And that's going to do it for our running backs preview here on Fantasy Football Today in five. Quarterbacks, tight ends, running backs, they're in the books. It means wide receivers are left. We'll talk to you tomorrow.